What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Division Den Podcast. We got a very special guest today. <laughs> this one is one that I'm very fucking excited for. <laughs> um, you know, someone that I got to know pretty well on the show. Just a good guy. Um, I'm going to let him give his intro, but we got Greg Metellus in the fucking building. What up, bro? Uh, what's good, y'all? It's your favorite bearded king. You don't know that. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Put the mic a little bit. A yeah, little just bit to make sure. Gotcha. Bro, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, thank you for having me, bro. It's thank been you a for. I know it's been a minute. It's good to fucking see you. Um, for the world that, for the people in the world that don't know who you are, bro, what, who is Greg Metellus? Uh, you know, I'm just on social media, influencer, TikToker. That's really it right now. I'm gonna be a YouTuber. You Wait are a YouTuber. It. You have a hundred fucking thousand subscribers. I know, but like, I'm not consistent. I need to get consistent on it, and yeah. I'm going to. No, you definitely will. What's crazy is I've been making YouTube videos for three years. And I only have 600 subscribers. Bro. <laughs> it's fucked. What I've learned is like, you got to bring it to different platforms. So like mm -hmm. what made my YouTube, cause I had YouTube for a while and I, I hit 10K in three years. But what I've learned is, you know, you got to bring it to other platforms. So TikTok was huge. Like yeah. once I brought my YouTube to TikTok, skyrocketed. Just ran it up. Yeah, I hit 50K in like two months. Wow. And we'll get into your TikTok, but I want to get some, uh, I want people to kind of understand your background. So you're from Haiti, right? Uh, yeah, I'm from Haiti. Cool. And you were born in Haiti? I was born in Haiti when moved to America when I was three, lived in Florida until I was 12, moved to Boston, 13, lived there until I was 24. I moved so you moved around a, a lot? Ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. for, the beginning, for the first part of my years growing up. Yeah. Got you. And I was reading uh, something about you. It said that you used to work at Applebee's <laughs> and you were a nanny, bro. Yeah, what? man. So basically what had happened was I knew I was going to college, playing mm -hmm. football, and I just wasn't enjoying myself. Like, you know, and then me and my mom got into it because, you know, being a part of like the foreign culture, you this is foreign. This isn't this isn't good for them. Like, yeah. they don't like this. Like, they don't like the social media they don't think it pays well and they don't think it's a real job so when i started off like my mom was like what are you doing like mm -hmm. you got to get a real job or you got to get out of my house damn and i was like i don't want to get a real job so me and her Fuck got into job. it <laughs> me and her got into it a lot and you know we ended up just getting into it to the point where i just ended up moving out so i moved out moved back to springfield which is where my school was and i dropped out because I, I couldn't pay for it alone. Sure. So, yeah. you know, I had to figure it out on my own. Wow. So, like, I didn't know nothing about anything. Like, growing up, my mom, no one really taught me how to move in life. So, you know, I had to start from the bottom. So, Applebee's was, like, the first start. Wow. Did that. You know, kept working, kept working. Got into the YMCA gig. Mm -hmm. Did that. And someone actually noticed how good I am with kids. And they were like, hey, like, we need you to come work at the school. So wow. I became a substitute teacher, did that for a year. And that's wow. when my Instagram started like going, going up yeah. little by little. And then, you know, obviously working with seventh and eighth graders in the hood being who I am, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of an issue. So I was like, okay, right. I need to find a new job. And then, you know, my experience with kids went so far back that even people wanted me to nanny. So I ended up nannying for wow. a year. Well, you came a long fucking way from Applebee's. Today's episode of the podcast was brought to you by Mellow, the best melatonin on the planet. 
Mellow is a melatonin personal aromatherapy device that contains a blend of melatonin, lavender, and grape extract. It's a personal diffuser that keeps you relaxed and helps you go to sleep and stay asleep. Personally, I use this every day, and honestly, I sleep like a fucking baby. It's fucking amazing. All you have to do is pull on the diffuser. Do not inhale. It will turn the inside liquids into a light mist, which you then pull into your mouth and then release out your nose. The diffuser works best when used retronasally in the mouth and out the nose without inhaling to the lungs, and it is not for ingestion or inhalation. It is 100% drug-free, plant-based, vegan, and uh, I promise you it's going to keep you guys 100% super, super, super relaxed, uh, very pretty packaging, and again, it's also pesticide-free, which is amazing. Uh, definitely recommend getting a bundle. Each diffuser will last uh, about a month. But uh, yeah, get, definitely get the bundle. It's more affordable and uh, you, know, you don't have to worry about running out. The other great thing is there is no nicotine in tobacco uh, and it definitely just tastes amazing. It looks pretty and uh, definitely the best melatonin I've ever had. So make sure you guys go check out Mellow at keepmellow.com. Use my code DEN, D-E-N, at checkout for 20% off your order. And uh, de- again, definitely recommend the bundle. Again, use code DEN, D-E-N, at keepmellow.com. And now uh, let's get back into the podcast. Yeah. So, okay, so how did you how did you end up in F Boy Island, bro? Like, how does that happen? Honestly, it was a goal of mine. Like when COVID started that year, twenty twenty January, I remember like I was laying in bed and I'm like, yo, like I'm tired of this shit. Like mm-hmm. I'm deleting all my social media and I'm starting over. So I deleted Instagram, Twitter, all that, yeah, and started from scratch. And I'm like, this is how I'm gonna take it. This is how I'm gonna do it. And you know, I got into TikTok and all that stuff started moving. So I had like a little goal board and it was like, you know, hit a hundred K on Instagram, Crush hit a that. million on TikTok. Crush that. <laughs> um, you know, get on a reality show, like get make sure the shade room posts me. Like Did they post you? Yeah, they posted me four times that year. Wow. Yeah. So it was just like I was hitting all the goals and F Boar Island was like my last um my last goal. And I didn't know if I was going to get it or not. And then mm-hmm. I got the call, like, you're on the show. Yeah. Pack your bags. You're good to go. That's I was like, crazy. I was like, bad. That shows the importance of, like, manifestation. Like, yeah. writing shit down. For sure. Looking at it. And then. And then working hard for it. Yeah. Because if you do that, I can't. I'm, like, a prime example. Like, I literally, if you walk into my room, there's a huge board. And I still keep them just because that was, like, that's, like, a memory. Like, I did that, like, of course. in a year. Yeah. So, it's true. Like if you work hard and keep at it and be consistent, like you, you can, can do it. Do anything. Yeah, it's, that's fucking amazing, man. And I, I love that. Um, so <laughs> when you get to the island, obviously I'm there too, and we're all seeing each other for the you know the first time at the airport, filling each other out. What's going through your mind? Because we see, for me, I'm seeing 27 guys. I'm like, what the fuck is about to happen? Like there better be 30 girls when we get to this island. Facts. There was a tenth, <laughs> a tenth of that, bro. Um, like what the fuck. Honestly, being at the airport, it was like, okay, there's there's some competition. Like, mm-hmm. I guess for me, the only thing that stood out was like, no one has a beard like me. <laughs> so I'm going to stand out. My whole goal, like, regardless of what happened during the show, was to stand out. Yeah. Was to make sure, like, you know, if people see me, they know that's Greg. Like, that's Metellus. They're, yeah. not, they're not confusing me with anybody else. Yeah. So that was my goal. And I think you did. Because you're very, like... Um, when you're in a room with you, I feel like you, you people know your presence. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to be like, oh, look, who's this guy? You <laughs> Appreciate know? It. No, yeah. And it's whether it's the beard or whatever else, I think like you're a very charismatic person. So I definitely think, and I think that showed on the show too, for yeah. sure. Um, so when you're, when we're starting to film, right, we end up at the, the pool, 
pool house at the villa. Mm-hmm. Who who catches your eye, bro? These three beautiful women walk out. Who who are you looking at? <laughs> um, all, you know, all the girls looked great. Yeah, all the, their outfits were fire, but Nakia really caught my eye. Yeah. That was like someone I was like, oh wow, like yeah, I could go for her. Was it the way? Was it the walk? Yeah, was it, it was the, the walk. It yeah. was the walk, and you know me, like I I don't have a type, but when we like nitpick at what kind of girls I go for, mm-hmm. I love me a melanin queen, like you know what I mean. That's what she is, man. Yeah, for real. so that was just like okay, yep, that's yeah. me. and then she gave me that look where it was like, you could pick Instant me. Instant connection. So I was just like, I right, bet. Mm. Did you get a wristband the first night? I did get a wristband the you first did. night. Okay. And it was yeah. from the kids. Yeah. So what was that? Because I remember we had the pool party that first night. What was that initial conversation like with the kids? Um, it was like it was a vibe. Like, you know, we talked about everything that I did growing up, everything that she did, and we realized that like we're both like in the same type of deal. Like we're both in the same lane, whether it's like social media, music, it all goes yeah. hand in hand. Yeah. So we realized that we have a lot in common. Obviously, like me and her both love to dance. I think that showed throughout the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like that was something that really I want to say kept me in the game was that our vibe yeah. from that first night was serious. And then, you know, we got in the pool, did like the little relay race. Mm-hmm. That was a vibe. So we really just vibed out just vibed like out that whole first yeah. Um, night. Yeah. And then from there, I feel like, because um, obviously I was out episode two. I was, because Chris, fucking snake ass <laughs> motherfucker. I call snitch him out on every ass. <laughs> snitch ass bitch. Snitch I call him out bitch. on every episode, and I'm going to keep doing that. So. Good, you should. Fuck you, Chris. Um, <laughs> no, nah, it was my fault. I probably shouldn't have talked shit. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> but um, so episode two, we have the water balloon fight. Yep. And Nikia picks you for the date. Yeah. And she said something like, oh, uh, Greg's beard protected me or some, mm-hmm. some shit. Yeah. So what's going through your mind before that date? Are you are you nervous? Are you excited? Like, um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I knew she was gonna pick me just because like yeah. we were having so much fun that day. Yeah. Like we, me and her were shielding each other. Like I used her as a shield once. Like and she used me. Like she grabbed my beard. Like yeah. I picked her up at the end and we ran up the sand like to the conch all yeah. that stuff. So like, you know, I knew she was gonna pick me off the strength that she just had a lot of fun with me that day. Yeah. And she realized, like, I'm not as bad as she might think. <laughs> bad? You're not bad at all. I'm not bad at all. Nah. So how was that first date with her? Like, how did you, how did it go for you? It was cool. Like, you know, I'm one of those guys, like, it takes a minute to open up. Open up. So yeah. for her, it was kind of like she's waiting for me to, like, express my feelings. Mm. And, and I'm not that type. Like, I'm very much like, I want to know you a lot more before i tell you everything because you know I've, i'm not gonna lie like i've been through a lot so like for me to tell someone that you gotta be someone like who i really care for who i who yeah. means something to me yeah so for me to tell you all that information like it's not easy sure Do, does that apply in your your friendships too you think like with your friends yeah and like i've, I've gotten better at it because i remember when i was going through it uh, a couple of years ago, like my friends even told me, like, if you talk to us, like we could have helped you through that yeah, situation. Like, you shit. know what I mean? Like you didn't have to go through that alone. Like, so you could have came to us and we could have found like something that could have put you in a better position than you were. And, you know, like that's what made me kind of realize, like, I got to start trusting the people who I hang around with a lot. Yeah. Because if I'm going through something, they can help me. And if they're going through something, I can help them. Yeah. So. You know, that's something I learned. That's real shit. And me and uh, <clears throat> J Mott talked about this. And he, I feel like J Mott is one of those people that, and that's Jared Motley for you guys. Who don't know. <laughs> um, 
he's probably the most like vulnerable man that I've ever met. Like the way that he spews his feelings, his thoughts, like it's very just like rapid fire. Mm -hmm, for sure. And I learned from him, like if you're just vulnerable, bro, and you just like, just tell people how you feel. Like, yeah. just that plain and simple, like the amount of benefit that comes from that, even if it's, for example, tough news, right? Like you're, you're dating this girl, you fuck up, you say something that you're not supposed to, or you cheat. Like being honest and just sharing it is mm -hmm. so much more valuable than holding it in. Yeah. You know? And for me, I think that was like the biggest lesson from the show was like, just be be vulnerable. Like, Yeah. And again, like that's the same thing for me. Like when I got back and people would ask me like, yo, what, like, how was it? Like, what did you gain from it? And I'm like, yo, I gained 24 brothers. Deadass. Like it wasn't like, <laughs> you know, we were just some guys like chilling, goofing off and then nothing else happened after that. Like, nah, like we became family. Yeah. And if I really need something like my roommates, Garrett, Josh, and you, like you yeah. guys were the ones that got real close to me. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, like I gained actual friends because I'm not someone who just like befriends anybody. You know right, what I mean? Like I'm right. very much standoffish. Like even like you guys will tell, you guys can say like, I don't come out that often. So, no, but like when I don't. come out, I come out for you guys. Like I don't That's really true. chill with a lot of people like that. So, Again, like coming back from the show, you know, I gained family. Yeah. And like we obviously we went through it. Like, through it. People bro. don't realize just <laughs> watching this show, like, yeah. I don't know what we went through being on this island. Like it looks all glamorous, but yeah, we were going through it. Yeah. It was honestly, and I, I think people saw it for me, and I've talked about it in my previous episodes. Like I was very mentally checked out because mm -hmm. of the shit I was dealing with. Yeah. And like we all have personal problems, right? We all have shit that we deal with. But on top of that, like the lack of privacy, the inability to like have a morning routine or like dead ass as little as like taking a shit in peace. Yes. You know, or like food or food. The food was garbage. Garbage. Not to say they didn't treat us well. because <laughs> They, they know they, they treat they treated us as well as they could. You yeah. Know, during yeah. COVID, they had to deal with a lot of restrictions and yeah. we, they couldn't take us. All. So I get like what they had to go through, but we were in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we had to deal with it. The only thing we could lean on was each other. It's dead ass. So I guess like that's what really made us bond the most. Yeah. It was like two months of bro time. Really. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Like the girls weren't wrong when they said, yo, these guys really came for like a bromance. And I was yeah. just like, yeah. It's true. <laughs> and that's why I understand like Casey and Garrett's dynamic and why they're like so fucking connected. It's mm -hmm. like, bro, like when you're on the show for especially after the show like after you the dating side when you go to the other side of the show all you're doing is hanging with the boys yep. you know and that was a blessing but we'll, we'll get to limbro so i want to chat um about your relationship with some of the guys like garrett for mm -hmm. example i feel like you built like some really solid connections with some of the guys mm -hmm. and then as the show progressed with og jared particularly <laughs> that let's just fuck it like at the mansplain you yep. and fucking colin went in went in on OG Jared. So where did the relationship with OG Jared go wrong and and why did you decide to go that route? Um you know, I in the beginning of the show, I was very calm. Like everyone everyone who knew me outside of the show mm -hmm. would were like, "Yo, why didn't you go off? Why didn't you go crazy?" And like I was very just relaxed, chilling, like wasn't trying to be extra. So, you know, having Jared and Colin come at me because they felt threatened or whatever they mm -hmm. felt it was kind of just like okay like i'm gonna just i'm gonna let them be them i'm not gonna do nothing and then one day i remember i guess nikia motley and colin were going through something and like you know i've always been like the 
I've always been like right here, just chilling, just not cool. worried about nothing. And she always knew that. She always knew I'm not fighting these niggas over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it was just like, okay. She came to me that night and we were vibing and you could tell like OG Jared was pissed. Like he felt some type of way. So I remember walking, walking to get a drink and he pulls me aside and he goes, it's funny how Nakia's fucking with you now. <laughs> and not us because of that one thing. Like, what did you say to her? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, and that that's what's flipped my switch. Because mm. I was just like, I never needed to talk about another man to get a female. Yeah. So when he said that to me, like, it was kind of just like a flip switch. I'm like, all right, you know what? Now I'm going to turn up. So that's, <laughs> you feel me? That's when all that shit happened. And then, you know, like, they cut it out. But that's when that, like, scene yeah. happened where I almost fought him and all that stuff. Like, I was just tired of like them like trying to make me feel little you know what i mean yeah because i was giving them that like okay express yourself go ahead go off yeah yeah but then when they started really pressing my buttons i was like all right nah, I'm not. yeah i feel that and that's when it got to a point when you were like i think you were the one who said like 1500 bitches in the dms yeah yeah, yeah. uh you really fucked yeah, them up there bro caught him crazy. did he really say that yeah it was weird too because i was just like why Gee. like and i get like where his head was at like yeah. he didn't mean it in a way like Oh fuck Nakia! Like I'ma just you know I'ma be alright. It was more so just like, you know, I fucked up a lot. If I go home, here's the brighter side of things. Mm. Like I'm going yeah. to be, I'm going to have followers. I'm going to be able to do certain things that I couldn't do now that I can do after the show. You know, and then on top of that, I'm gonna get a lot of girls. So if Nakia breaks my heart. I'll be It'll good. hurt, but I'll be good. Yeah, gotcha. that's how he meant it. But I wasn't gonna put it in that way. I just said, "Hey, this is what you said," and that's how he said it. So I was like, "You really fired him up, bro. You oh, were yeah. calling both went at his neck. Dog. Had to. Yeah, had to. How was your friendship with Colin throughout the? Did you guys stay pretty consistent? Like, nah, me and Colin off. Me and Colin started off rocky. Like, we started yeah. off real rocky. And mind you, like people don't know this because Matt was the one that exposed me. But it was <laughs> Colin who told Matt. That About? I have a girlfriend. Was it? It was. Oh, it was. Shit. He told me. He told me episode three. Yeah. And like in private, like I remember, me and him were just chatting because we were. He started like getting in his own head, mm -hmm. and I was just like, "Bro, you." I just came to him as like a friend, like be like, yeah. "Yo, you're getting a little emotional. Like, I'm gonna need you to. Yeah. You're letting OG Jared just run with it." Because at that point, I was kind of just like. I just want to make it to episode seven. That was my goal. <laughs> like, we all knew my goal. And you goal. did, right? You yeah. made it. Yeah. We all knew my goal in the room. You said it. Yeah, I said on. it. I was just like, I you think know. you said episode five yeah. initially. And then I was just like, oh, maybe I can make it to episode eight Are or sure seven. So, you know, that was my goal. So I wasn't really worried about Nakia. Not to say she wasn't like someone who was cool with, but it wasn't really something like that I could see myself going for. So I was kind of just like, I want. I don't want OG Jared to win. So whatever uh, I can do to make OG Jared not win, <laughs> I'll feel good. So I seen Colin like like sad because, you know, yeah. they were setting him up. Mm -hmm. like he'd have a one-on-one -on -one with Nakia and then OG Jared would have one-on-one -on -one with Nakia and then be kissing Nakia in front of <laughs> Colin. And you, Colin was getting all sad and walking away. I'm like, bro, man up. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, step like, it up. That's what made our friendship really grow was that one conversation where I was like, bro, 
I'm gonna need you to like you were supporting up. him. You were, you thought he was the best yeah. person for Nikia. What for about sure. Fernando? Fernando, <laughs> Fernando, my dog. Like shouts out Fernando. Yeah, he he a good dude. Yeah, but he really is. It was a, me and Fernando didn't have that relationship at that time. Mm, so sure. like I kind of really just it was either me calling or Jared, and I didn't want to win because if I won, I would have took the money. So it was kind of just like a you would have hell yeah. Wow. Okay, we gotta talk about that. So, <laughs> so obviously Nakia caught your eye. Let's let's backtrack. Right, Nakia right. caught your eye. You obviously go for her. Mm-hmm. Um, she. It seems like your relationship with her was maybe like uh, slowly developing mm-hmm. in the sense of like beyond friendship. And I think she said like she saw you more as a friend. Mm-hmm. Was it? What was limiting that for you? Like, wh- why didn't you take it to that? Was it just you weren't interested in her? Or like, what was the? You know, just a lot of things. Like, I. You know, I back in my day, I was a dog. Fair to say, like I, you know, I was a dog, and me, I didn't get that vibe from Nikia where it was like, yo, like I can really see myself liking this girl. Mm. Like one, because I don't really know how she really is. Like she could be putting on a front this whole time. Like we don't know what Nikia is really like. Like sure. I was, now we could find out, but during the show, like I'm not gonna put myself in a situation where I don't know this chick and I'm gonna just be doing all this on TV. Right, like, right. Nah, I'm, that's not me. Sure. So it got to a point where it was kind of just like, do I want to be a dog and like really <laughs> just, just lie to her and just win just to win? Yeah. Or do I want to be a good person and actually start mm. changing? And what really made it for me was kind of like, you know, my social media is based on like uplifting women. Like I love, I love women. That's so awesome. like I uplift them. Like I make sure they look good before I look good. So that's my whole thing about it. And if I went on TV and started <laughs> dogging a girl out, it would have been like, wait, but you're on social media. It would have been contradictory to your brand and, and what you do. Yeah. You know, I already had a following before the show. So I already had an image I had to keep with, had to keep up with. That's true. You know, a lot of people came on a show and they could have been whoever they wanted to. Mm. And that's who they would have moved on with. Me, I already had an image, I already had like a characteristic that I am on social media. So, you know, if I went behind that and just, yeah. you know, fucked it up, it would have ruined it. Yeah, you could have completely like wild, like wild, wild it out, wild it out. But you yeah. didn't. You kept it true to yeah, who kept, you are, exactly, which is cool. So, do you, do you think um, if you had more time with Nikia that you could have made more of an effort, or she could have made more of an, more of an effort, or do you only see her as a friend? Like, uh, no. Nah, if we had more time, like me and Nikia definitely could have like you know, came to like a conclusion or even probably started liking each other just because we really did vibe. Like it wasn't like fake. Yeah. You know, like that's the one thing I could say about her. Like when me and her were chilling with the guys or chilling with just each other, like it was always a vibe. It was never a dull moment. We were never fighting. We were always laughing. Like even when that whole shit came out about the girlfriend, like once they saw my social media, they were like, oh, yeah. It's not because you didn't have. Yeah. So they were like, oh, okay," And then so it just went back to business as usual with me and her, like the dancing, the Mm. laughing. So I guess if we really like had more time and she presented me the opportunity to have more time with her, I think we could have did something. Yeah, I definitely I definitely I'll be honest, like from the outside, um, I was rooting for uh, you and Fernando. Because mm-hmm. I knew Fernando before the show, and I was like, like I know what kind of person he is, and he's a great guy. But I thought you really had the biggest chance. Like I know Colin; he's he's a player, he's mm-hmm. a dog, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just true. But no, nah, I, f- I feel like I feel like people were rooting for you based on the conversations I've had. But obviously, it didn't it didn't play out that way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if you could go back, would you change the way that you were with her? Or would you keep it all kind of the same? You know, I've been fighting myself with that. I think <laughs> based off the reactions I'm getting from my fans about the show, I think they wanted me to be that dog that they see on mm. social media, you know, because I'm always, I'm very like, you know, I take it to that sexual level where it's not too inappropriate for social media, sure. but it's right there. And they love that. That's like my that's my biggest thing. So I think they wanted to see that more of that. And I think if I had an opportunity to go back and change it, mm -hmm. that's what I would do. I would have been I would actually talk my shit like instead of being all like worried about the pterodactyls and all that stuff. Because I think Nakia wouldn't have, she wouldn't have said that to me. I don't think she would have. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's what I would have changed. I would have went back and really turned up. Yeah, I feel that. But I, I don't think this is going to be the only reality show that you do. Like, I feel like you're going to have a, or would you? Would you? Do I don't know one? if I would do another one. It depends on what it is, but hmm. it's never off the table, you know? Yeah, if, if it happens. If the money's good and the opportunities fire, yeah, you know, definitely open to it. Yeah. So after um, you got out, episode, oh, so you had the nightcap with mm -hmm. Nakia, and obviously that went well. Um, was the intimacy there, or was there no intimacy between you nah, guys? Nah, the intimacy wasn't there at that nightcap, because it was kind of just like, again, what she was looking for from me was to open up. Mm -hmm. She wasn't looking for like anything more than just to get to know me on a deeper level. And I think that's what kind of fucked it up was it was already too late by that point when yeah. i you know opened yeah. up because jared and colin they were opening up episode two and three True. i didn't open up until episode six well jared said he loved her like episode exactly three or four. so like i didn't open up until episode six yeah. you feel me so yeah. it was already too little too late for that yeah what was crazy to me was colin um i remember that scene where he was like crying on the beach or whatever <laughs> Yeah. And then she got rid of him like the day after mm -hmm. or something. So to me, that was contradictory because she seems like someone who wants to be opened up to. But then she got rid of Colin. Yeah. When he did that. Yeah. She she, she was a lot to do. Character. With it. Yeah. yeah. But I, my perspective is I think she from kind of day one knew that OG Jared was the one that she wanted. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really matter. Exactly. Who was going home when. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of like, when are you going home instead of like, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. I think they're good for each other, though. OG Jared and Nakia. Yeah, sure. they are. So you get, you get eliminated. Um, did you when you went into that elimination? Did you have any sort of this was episode seven? Yep. Did you have any sort of in, inclination before that that was your time to to get out of there? Um, I knew it was my time just because I remember that the night before mm -hmm. I showed up in like a fuzzy jumpsuit and i was chilling <laughs> like having re regular conversation really, yeah, like yeah. i wasn't really giving a fuck so i knew mm. that if there was one person that was getting eliminated it was going to be me because everyone else was trying, trying yes and, and i was like, just cool. like i made it to where i wanted to be i'm well set <laughs> <laughs> i remember we in limbo we saw you walk through the the gates and we were like oh fuck like we, you were one of the most like shocking entrances to the us in, in limbo because mm -hmm. we thought you were going to the end yeah like I thought OG Jared and, and Colin would have been out first, but you get to Limbro. <laughs> what a, when you see the gates, like what what's going through your mind? Are you like what the I fuck, was, bro? I'm thinking to myself, this is some silly ass shit. Like yeah. I seen the F bus, and I'm like, okay, yeah, like, like that was funny. <laughs> but then I seen you guys like chilling in your dirty clothes. Yeah, and, like you telling me like this is my bed. 
there's a girl on the floor. Lucy, shout out yeah, Lucy. Yeah, right? That bitch. <laughs> like, I was like, there's some silly ass shit. And I'm dressed nice, so like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta sleep on that bed right there. I'm like, okay, y'all are yeah. a lot. Yeah. It was funny though, I enjoyed seeing you guys. I think that's what like made the show that much enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Was like, okay, bet, like, I'm gonna be with the guys that I haven't seen in a while, and right. these were the guys that were lit. And Facts. but you just didn't get to see that. True. Like a lot of the things on the show, like people didn't get to see like character development of a lot of people, and a lot of guys on the show were lit. Anthony. Anthony is yeah. the first one that comes to Anthony mind. Anthony was lit. Peter. You. Yeah. Um, Even Israel. Israel like. was crazy. Like they didn't <laughs> get none of Israel's like. I know. Reckless ass conversations. Like me and Israel had a really reckless sex conversation. <laughs> on camera and i'm like they didn't put that in yeah like, hbo max i'm thinking they need to step it up fam the first time i met israel he told me how to hold your nut for like hours and hours and it's a simple like trick with your tongue yep bro. and breathing yeah like i was just like okay cool i'm he gonna said, try that he said he's had sex with over 300 women yeah israel's a, a different man it's a lot of women yeah <laughs> um yeah but no limbo limbo was cool man what was it like filming with because from your perspective for me it was crazy right like i as someone who like did business before the show and like you know you see people like nikki glazer on tv and you're like oh that's cool like maybe dope to like do something with them and now we're in a situation where we're filming skits with nikki glazer mm-hmm. on a fucking island in the uk so like is that surreal to you in the moment or are you just like are you cooling like how are you feeling about all that stuff honestly it was just it was a lot like you yeah. know cameras on you all the time like you, a lot of cameras you can't and you know like you can't control what they put out there so you gotta yeah you gotta control yourself in a sense and then it was just like just being out there just knowing that you're going to be on tv just knowing that people who doubted you are going to be watching you on tv it's crazy like that that was just crazy to me because again like again when i was talking about earlier going through what i went through people doubted what people doubted how i was going to end up because again like i went from being a college athlete to working at Applebee's within three months. What what did you play in football? Uh, oh, you did. Wow. Yeah, I was a running back slash cornerback. So that must have been pretty um, hard for you, like that transition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you know I had mom Dukes taking care of me all the time, and then I yeah. went from that to having to fend for myself. Wow. So you know, like people doubted me. People were like, "Yo, you're he's going down a bad path. He's not gonna make it." Even my own family members thought <laughs> I was I wasn't gonna make it. So. Wow to show something and have like you know the social media and then on top of that being on tv not just tv bro it's hbo exactly so being on you feel me so like it's kind of just like yeah like i told you i was gonna make it yeah and And you're 25 yeah it's not like you're you know it came quicker maybe than you thought yeah way quicker than i thought that's fucking amazing i love i love seeing that and you're definitely like as a haitian man i feel like um you don't see a lot of haitians especially on tv Mm -hmm. um i think is Rihanna Haitian? Or she's from Barbados? Nah, Rihanna is J- different. J- Trinidadian or something like, that. something like that. Yeah, but like what I was trying to get at is like people like you, Peter, myself, like you don't see a lot of Asian or even like black or Indian men like on the front and center of yeah. TV, you know? So d- does that make you feel proud? Do you feel like you're putting off for your, Hell yeah. your people? Like they, like my mom, she's crazy. She's going crazy. Like, People from Haiti support me. People from That's Canada. Crazy. People from France. Like they all just like we like because a lot of them have been following me since before since the show. Before, so yeah. they're like, we knew he was gonna do it, but I'm just happy to know that everyone else is seeing that he's, he was able to do it. 
And it's also like, you know, it's good. Like you don't see a lot of things don't show black men thriving. It's kind of like they're doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, it's great to see something that's, you know, showing black excellence. Absolutely, brother. And I, I think you did a, an absolutely great job of that. I remember we were in the Caymans and people there were recognizing you. Yeah. Which is crazy. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. that like shock your mind, bro? Yeah. You know, I'm still not used to it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like I love it because it shows that I'm working towards something and it's working. It's working. Yeah. But it's also just like, damn, like at one point I'm not going to be able to go anywhere and get away with shit I used to get away with. True. Because like... I was I remember just walking in the streets with uh one of the producers and someone caught a flick of me and posted it on my on Instagram. Oh shit. And HBO hit me up and was like, yo, like what's and I'm like, I don't know this person. You guys gotta realize like you like I have like three million followers. Yeah. Like I don't know where they're from. So if they see me on the street, they're gonna snap a flick. That's crazy. So they were like, Oh shit, like so you gotta stay in the crib. Like we can't take you on the streets. <laughs> wow. So I was like, Okay, that's fine. That's but insane. It's dope, though. I love it. It must feel nice. And I remember even like in uh, in L.A., like in Santa Monica and shit, you, people come up to you and they, they know who you are. Yeah. What's like the general um, response from people that have seen the show about your, the way that you played it out? They love it. They love it. Yeah. And I was scared. I'm not going to lie. I was very scared about how they were going to take it or how, you know, mm-hmm. it was going to look. But now nah, they love it. I haven't gotten a bad response yet. So I hope that That's keeps amazing. going. That's fucking amazing. Now, um, obviously the whole purpose of Limbro was like to come out as like a changed man, like a reformed F boy. Yeah. Are you still a fuck boy, bro? Um, I mean, I wasn't a fuck boy when I came on the show. Like, you know, the, what they showed on the show was just some were things from my past. Like if you've seen everything that was on the show, it yeah. was me when I had my long hair. I haven't <laughs> had long hair in the last Forever. almost two years. Yeah. So a lot of the things that made me, a fuck boy were just you know just having fun and living life when i was younger like i kind of changed like two years ago when covid hit before right before covid hit like i was chilling i never really was doing anything crazy i guess the only fuck boy activity that you would say i i do is just you know i get with girls but they all know what the vibe is like i'm never a liar i'm telling them all the time like this is this is what i'm doing yeah like if you're up for it cool if you're not transparency yeah i really understand like you know and i move on yeah so that's really how i move that's i think yeah that's amazing and we've all had our phases bro like where we fuck around and we do stupid shit and it's cool but i feel like um i know you've mentioned your mom a few times and even in my life like my mom's been like the fucking person for me so Mm -hmm. has the relationship that you had with your mom or have with your mom has that impacted the way that you um treat women in your like relationships yeah for sure especially my mom is different i'm gonna say that like people Mm -hmm. my mom is not the typical like oh this is how she always told me like don't jump into relationships take it easy like have your fun yeah make sure you're honest with them and make sure they're honest with you back like that's how she's raised me like growing up because she didn't want me to get into a relationship because she knew like when i'm in one I'm all for that person. And mm. she knows that I forget about everything else. So growing up, she always told me like, yo, take it have easy. your fun, yeah. take it easy. Don't worry about all that stuff. Yeah. You're going to have your time when you get into a relationship and then you can do that. But right now, get to where you want to be because a girl is not going to help you get there 
especially the way you want to move. You have to do it on your own and then find a female who's willing to help you grow even bigger. So mm. I was just always taught, like, you know, just be honest. And that's what I think on the show, like, that's what a lot of guys said about me was I'm, I keep it a buck every, every second of the day. And that's For what sure. my mom, like, that's why my mom's so important to me because that's what she taught me. Yeah. It's just to keep it a buck. Keep it a hundred. Yeah. Even if it's not like good things or if just, even if it's not just good. say it. Yep. Yeah. That's real shit. That's definitely real shit. What type of women do you do you usually go for? Obviously Nakia, wasn't it? <laughs> shit. I'm <laughs> listen, I love them all. Like as long like me, I love a cute face. Yeah. Body, you know, could vary. I'm not really too picky on what your body looks like, but a cute face, fun personality, yeah, will get me every time. Yeah. You I'm, feel like there's a lot of those in LA, or do you think it's nah, harder to find? It's, it's harder, harder to find it. Right? Yeah, it is. Let me go back on the East Coast. <laughs> easy pickings here. It's hard because you know you'll see like once once like the show starts really popping and you getting all these followers. Like a lot of the girls in LA will fuck with you because you got followers. Like they don't really care like about anything else. And I'm just like you know I get that, but. You're not about to use me for clout. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to mess around, that's cool. But again, even then, like the girls here, like don't have that much personality because they're all chasing one thing. Yeah, I, I think it swings both ways, though. Like, I, I could see it from a, a female perspective. Like, oh yeah, all these dudes, all care the dudes about care like, about is clout. Like, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's L.A. in general. Like, it's, it's just, just the people. energy. Yeah, yeah, and once, but you'll find those girls who are down to earth, who are vibing, who don't care about that stuff. They haven't. But it's not something like that they care about. But it's hard to find because there's just so many girls who care about it who are up front, yeah, up, you know, front and center. It's true. And then the girls who don't care about it are in the back chilling. But you gotta dig through that to find them. That's facts. So, and that's what I realized is like you can't expect to go to the like the club and meet your your person. You know, like you gotta you'll find them at the gym. Yep. Like the girl I'm talking to to now, I found her on Clubhouse, like the app. Clubhouse is lit. And I'm like, if she's in there, like listening to how to get better as a person, like that's the kind of person that I want, not mm-hmm. some chick at the club. But, you mm-hmm. know, you know, yeah. So what what's next for for Mr. Metellus, bro? What, what do you see? Obviously, social media, you're fucking bodying it with TikTok and Instagram, and YouTube. What do you think is next? Um, TV show. No TV show. TV show or a hosting gig. That's mm. for sure something I want to get into. Whether it's small hosting like college events or hosting a TV show. I could see you doing what's that Nick Cannon show? Oh, Wild and Out. I could see you doing Wild. Hey Out. man, Nick Cannon want to take me under his wing? I wouldn't I could be mad. Definitely see that. But show. yeah, like I definitely want to host a show yeah. or you know a guest appearance on a TV show. Hmm. Yeah, you know Power. Yeah. Outer Banks, like those Ooh. type of shows. Like I would love to just you know even if I get killed within the first thirty <laughs> seconds, as long as I get you know some yeah. screen time, I'll be alright. So nah, that's like my sure. next goal. That's insane. Looking back on kind of the whole experience, like as a whole from day one, arriving to the Caymans to leaving and everything, is there anything that you wish you could have done differently, anything you would change, or do you think it played out how it was supposed to play out? Nah, I think it played out how it was supposed to play out. Yeah. I, you know, I came in very much like, you know, I'm going to get on here, do what I got to do and go home. But it ended up being like just 
probably one of the greatest experiences of my life. Like, yeah, yeah I, again, you don't meet 24 dudes who are down to earth who rock with you on a yeah. level that we rock with each other now. Facts. Like, you know, the group to the group chat, the group chat the, is funny to us just pulling <laughs> up on each other, chilling. Like, you know, it's just you don't see that often. You don't get that. You yeah. know, a lot of people won't get that. Yeah. Like 24 guys that you can talk to. You're True. Not, you're, a lot of people won't find that. Never. And what's crazy is like people know Mark Moran, obviously, like someone like Mark Moran and then someone like Anthony, like you would never expect them to never. ever talk ever, ever. But this show made that possible. And they're like boys, mm -hmm. like gang, like it's crazy, bro. Yeah, it, it's a, it was a great experience. I can say that. It really was. All right, Mr. Metallus, brother, thank you so much for doing this. It's been hey, a pleasure. Thank you, Brody. I appreciate you having me. Appreciate you. And if people don't follow you, where can they where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram, underscore Metellus, TikTok, Metellus underscore one, and Twitter, Metellus29. Follow the boy. You feel me? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast. Um, if yes, you haven't sir. watched F. Wyland, please go fucking watch it. It's a great, great TV show. It really is. Garrett, Garrett surprised the world there at the Woo! end. <coughs> Garrett. We got to talk about that, actually. What the fuck, bro? Garrett Moroski, the menace. What? He is, I love him. Like, I watched <laughs> it with my boys when I went back home. Yeah. And, bro, they they were hooked because of yeah. that. Because of him. He <clears throat> is a TV show star. Absolutely. He killed it. And I get it. People might not agree with his decision. But, again, you got to realize, like, that's what he came here for. The goal was play your part. Yeah. Make it to the end. Be an F-boy. It's exactly Win what the he money. Did. What do you want? Money or love? He came for money. He kept it. He said, "Hey, I'm gonna stick to getting this bread." And for a did. second, it didn't really work out for him. Yeah, but, but <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Yeah. I, I, and do you think Sarah's kind of a fool for, for not like yeah, saying that? Like, I feel like, and I mean, like, you know, I'm definitely someone who's like, you know, people can change, so give them the benefit of the doubt. But like, there were so many red flags. Yeah. Like Garrett was very much like a red flag, a yeah. walking red flag. It doesn't get brighter red than that. For me, it was the painting. I don't know if you saw the painting. Day. The painting, the dollar, the dollars fly, like all that. Like, you know, she she just she she wanted to take a risk. Yeah, she definitely took a. She risk. wanted to take a risk, and you know, you know, it played out the way it played out. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I was I was definitely surprised. Uh, all right, I guess we'll we'll wrap it there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe, smash the like button, turn post notifications on. Follow Greg, follow your boy. Yes, and sir. Uh, we got um, Nakia, CJ, and Sarah coming on soon. So stay tuned for those episodes. It's going to be fucking lit. Yes, sir. Bye.